Hey, it's Scott Orner, Cruise Consulting, and welcome to another episode of Founders and Friends. And before we start the podcast, let's give a quick shout out to Rippling. Rippling is the new cool payroll tool that we see a lot of startups using. Rippling is great for your traditional HR and payroll. They integrate very nicely. But guess what? They did another thing. They integrate into your IT infrastructure. They make it really easy for when you hire someone to spin up all the web services and their computer, which sounds kind of like not a huge deal. But actually, we did the study at Cruise. We spend $420 on average just getting a new employee's computer up and running and their web service up and running. It's actually a really big deal. It saves a lot of money. And the dogs are eating the dog food. Like We see a lot of startups coming in to Cruise now using Rippling. So please check out Rippling. Great service. We love it. I think we have a podcast with Parker Conrad. You can hear it from his own words, but we're seeing them take market share. So shout out to Rippling. And now to another awesome podcast at Cruise Consulting's Founders and Friends. Thanks. So when your troubles are mounting in tax or accounting, you go to Cruise. Founders and Friends. It's Cruise Consulting. Founders and Friends with your host, Scotty Olm. Welcome to Founders and Friends podcast with Scott Orn at Cruise Consulting. And today, my very special guest is Everett Cook of Roe. Welcome, Everett. Hey, Scott. Great great to have you on the podcast. Been an admirer for a long time. And uh, maybe you can start off the podcast by just kind of retracing your career and tell everyone how you had the idea for Roe. Yeah, thanks. It's uh, it's great to be here. Yeah, so we we started Roe about two years ago, myself and my co-founder, Alex Walden. Prior to starting Row, I was I was working in uh, in the hedge fund industry as a, as a portfolio manager, and Alex was uh, chief product officer at a, at a pretty large uh, European tech company. And we sat down to dinner at one point and just had this idea that the commercial banking industry was this very large kind of uh, static industry. And me with like my macro hedge fund guy hat on was you know like looking at this as a market opportunity and saying like look this is this is one of the places that tech hasn't hasn't really penetrated yet people have tried in various ways but hasn't hasn't ever gotten there and alex just started opened up and he was like you don't understand like i have to use this every day at my companies uh and these companies that i've helped grow or i've i've started as an entrepreneur and i have this problem i have this problem i have this problem we can go into them in a sec but there are all these tactile problems that like we felt like you know nobody had really solved yet and long dinner turned into a long evening and the next day we we basically uh got up and and started building it's uh and it's kind of been been nonstop since then that's really amazing. And you're right. The commercial banking has not changed very much in a you know for a very long time. And kind of worse, like all the big banks are such an oligopoly that like the rate that like they're so the services are so bad and the internet connections and you know yeah, it's there's like so much opportunity. Here. I mean, it's, really it's a it's probably like the biggest example of like a, of an industry and a really big and important industry that has grown primarily by like acquisition as opposed to innovation. And so we came at it with like a fresh perspective, um, really oriented around the customer and around the user, and trying to understand like how do we solve problems for a customer, not how do we you know deploy a trillion dollar balance sheet like you know like one of the top five banks or something like that. And when you look at the problems from that lens, you know you end up operating and thinking much more like a technology company than a, than a bank and, and we're you know and that's how we operate every day and you start to become like very customer centric and, and try to basically like you know improve the outcomes for for the people that, that you're serving and you know I think we got connected because you were thinking about being a cruise client a while back but I was also excited about what you were doing because 
I'm a, I'm like everyone at Cruise is like a super power user right. of bank software and like there's nothing worse than <laughs> not being able to get into like bank accounts or being locked out or the syncs aren't working or can't get customer service. There's like 20 things that can really screw us up. And in a way, we have this we sh- we have such a strong incentive to be alongside our clients on getting good banking services because we're like a fixed fee organization. Like we char- like right. if we get hung up on a bunch of problems or the interface sucks or whatever's going on, it's costing us time that we can never and money we totally. can never recover. And so it just destroys our profit margin. And so like that's kind of like we connected pretty well because I was like, oh my gosh, you're solving these problems that we feel all the time. This is super exciting. Go go do it. You know. <laughs> Yeah, here we are. Good for you. No, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, we met a, a while back. I, uh, again, I, I said this earlier, but I, I wish we had, you know, had an opportunity to work together then. You know, we find that like accounting firms, like like you guys, and internal C- CFOs as well, um, you know, are our biggest champions and our our biggest stakeholders um, because those are the people that are that are spending their, you know, the majority of their day managing this stuff. And um, and so when we get in front of a a firm like like uh, like Cruise, you, you know, generally, and like uh, it seems like you guys had this experience as well. Uh, that aha moment like happens like really fast where it's like, wow, this, you know, this shapes hours off my time. It makes my workflow so much easier. And I can spend that time, you know, helping my clients with like, you know, value added advice as opposed to, you know, doing something that, you know, is, is kind of just repetitive and, and manual. So it's so true. So true. And I know you have a very team centric approach and team centric culture. Maybe talk about that a little bit. And I bring that up because Again, we have we we are part of the team for all these startups, yeah. And like, and that's something that separates us. Like, we think like that, but that's why I really I like how you approach the world and approach problem solving for startups. Yeah, I mean, look, we think about our mission as helping teams work better together with money, and that is really what we're about. We realized very early on that like the world doesn't need another checking account. Now you can do better on banking services, and we like uh, deliver like you know best in class with regards to that. But the real problem isn't isn't that it isn't that like it's hard to open a checking account or you know the ui is like not great here or there like those are all iterative fixes that you can do but you know what's what's really important what really unlocks value in organizations is like helping people work better together and and historically um you know the bank account and in general just the finance stack um has been this silo like that has been you know either stuck across like the bank account one place and like a bunch of fintech products stacked on top with you know really no communication no connectivity no visibility or just like a total like lockbox that was you know handled by a a cfo or controller or accountant that nobody really had visibility into except for you know senior management kind of at the end of the month or quarter And, and our view is like look let's let's bring that out into the open, do it safely and in a like permissioned way, but ultimately like help people, you know, get on with their lives and, and, and perform their jobs, you know, be a, be a tool to help people get their jobs done as opposed to like an impediment and something that slows them down. And so that's how we think about it at Row. Yeah. I can't agree more. And there's, I have an interesting observation on this in that there's kind of two times of like controller accounting CFOs. There's the kind that like to be kind of locked in a room and no one ever talks to them. And they kind of do their thing. And then there's the people who are like participants in the business and who are helping the company grow in different ways and providing feedback and things like that. And when we, because we hire a lot of accountants, we can tell now very, like we don't want the people who want to be locked in a room and siloed. Right. And I think one of the reasons people like that, to who not very many people are like that, but a lot of people are, is because they have a lot of control. 
and there's not a lot of scrutiny. And so that's why I really connect with your team's approach to this because like we, we want, we want to have an open dialogue. We want to be transparent. And oftentimes I'll find, I know this, like finance professionals and accountants and CFOs often understand the business as such an in-depth, like a visceral level yeah. because they can visualize very easily money moving back and forth and how the different segments of the business are contributing or not contributing. And so having them in the room during those conversations can be really helpful and having them connected to the rest of the organization through technology is really, really incredible too. So totally. I, I share your same beliefs. I mean, from, from our perspective, we're not, we're not telling companies how to run their, their business. Like they can, you know, they can elect to be very, very transparent, very closed. We personally like believe that transparency is better almost, almost always. But, um, but the point is, is you can, you can kind of set your own destiny as a company uh, and, and Ro helps you do that. Yeah. And you talked about, there's one little thing you mentioned about how like UI doesn't, doesn't add that much value, but I would, I would slightly disagree on that. And I think like I've experienced the row yeah, UI. No, maybe that, that's probably an understatement. Yeah. I mean, like we spend yeah. a lot of time on UI, like UI is, yeah. is, I was is gonna say, you guys, like it's beautiful. It's not just, it's just not, not, it's beautiful. It's easy to look at. It's easy to navigate. It's easy for people. Like, is this like a, it's a fun experience. It's an easy experience. So like, and, and I'm talking of someone who's log, logs into 20 banking systems a month, you know, and like, oh my God, cringes. I, you've got to be one of the first people to call a banking system fun. So that's, that's awesome. Uh, we, but we hear that. Yeah. From, yeah. from, from some of our clients. And I think from, uh, like from our perspective, like it's, it's incredibly important to us. I mean, we have a fantastic product team led by my partner, Alex, and then uh, Tom Treadway, who's our head of design, who came from designing it like IDEO and Apple. So we were like extremely design centric, you know, and we think that like intuitive UX is what is part of what helps you get on with your day. My point was like that it doesn't stop there. And yeah, like, yeah. you know, that's, that is one place that is like the first step that you go to, but really like the power comes from like unlocking the team. And yep. that is a combination of things. I love it. I love it. And maybe you could talk about the kind of companies you work with, like who, who, what, yeah. what teams do you enable? Yeah. I mean, so when we think about the companies we work with, we work with like mid-sized companies for the most part. It's hard to def define mid-sized. Like the best way we've tried to de define it uh, internally and we think about it is once a company has a CFO, that might be a external CFO like Cruz um, or it might be an internal CFO. But once that company has like someone who is like fully dedicated to, to their finances, that's when we think like they um, they benefit the most from this. We take we take smaller companies and we take much larger companies. We have a, a large concentration in, um, in venture-backed startups and e-commerce companies. And like the main thing that our companies have in common um, is that they're all growing fast. Yeah, you know, we work with like more traditional businesses as well. You know, generally professional services type of companies, a lot of marketing agencies, pe people like that. But like the one common common denominator through all of them is they're growing and scaling. And as they grow and scale, like they need to be able to you know make sure their finance stack can do it with them. Hey, it's Scott Orner, Cruise Consulting. And before we get back to the podcast, quick shout out to ChartHop. ChartHop is one of my favorite new SaaS tools on the market. And basically, what ChartHop does is it puts your org chart in the cloud. And I always like to say like, it brings transparency to your organization. And so, you know, everyone in your organization can see who they report to. They can see the full org chart of the company and how their group relates to, to other groups. It also has a lot of information on the individuals of the company. And so you can click on the chart out profile and just get like where people live, their experience, you know, Slack handles, all this kind of stuff. And it's just a really great tool. The other thing is, 
Chartop has started doing some cool stuff around compensation and budgeting planning. And so you can actually start seeing like what the cost structure of the company look like during certain kind of scenarios. So I'm loving Chartop. Check it out, chartop.com. We use it at Cruise, really like it, and I can't recommend it enough. All right, back to the podcast. So by, by working with a fast-growing company, it sounds like there's, I kind of know this too, like there's a pressure that accrues. Right. The system isn't isn't seamless and isn't easy to use. So you guys come in and do you see a lot of companies switching over to you, to Row? Yeah. Like, in that yeah. yeah, companies are almost always switching over. Uh, sometimes we're the first account, but not not that often. It's generally when they hit a point where they're like, okay, like it's not just me anymore. You know, yeah. I have a, a team of people that work for me or work or work with me and partners and investors, and we need to do this right. And not only do we do this right, we need to do it like together. Um, I can't just be a one one person shop. And that's generally when uh, when they realize that like, look, they've outgrown their checking account, they might also be, you know, at that point incurring a ton of fees and generally just, um, you know, working with a lot of other fintech products that kind of don't work well together. Yeah. Um, and so our, our, you know, we are able to come in and basically help them kind of simplify their, their finance stack and again, like work, work better together. Yep. I like it. And I do think, especially those investments in UI you have made, like, I have a feeling as like you are going to be signing up a bigger and bigger percentage of small companies like startups like because like i know our client base is like you know a two or three person startup is like comes that's how they come to us or they come at like series a but a lot come at just the seed stage level and like i know we're pretty excited about row so like by kind of definition when we're sending client you know you're gonna i think yeah there's gonna be a lot of like positive you know pressure send like hey why waste your time working with a not so great bank to start when you're gonna switch anyways just do it right from the first thing. So, so yeah, we couldn't agree more. Team. Yeah, for for making it that way. Yeah, they, yeah, we have an incredibly talented team. They've uh, they all work extremely hard, and you know, kind of wake up every day and go to bed every night. You know, just thinking about this, thinking about you know, how do we make banking better? How do we yeah. make uh, you know the finance stack better? It's really interesting. I mean, it's a really interesting problem to solve, and that's why I think everybody's excited about it. Uh, you know, that's on the road team is. Uh, you know, we all see like the scale of like how how much we there is to solve, yeah. um, and uh, and how much room for improvement there is. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's extremely motivating to to all of us. It's it's fun to wake up with a tough problem to to work <laughs> on every day. So you talked about like enabling teams, but and then early on in the conversation, you also talked about how like a lot of financial applications or financial data is siloed. Can you, I agree with you and I, I'm excited that that's changing. Can you talk about your perspective on that and how Rose yeah. can do that? So if you go back in sort of history, like before FinTech was a thing, um, you know, generally this, like all of this was somewhat paper-based or spreadsheets or, you know, the like, generally you had a relationship bank that kind of did most of your stuff. And then over like the past 10 years, basically you had all these sort of siloed solutions. Um, you had a you know a solution for foreign exchange or, and um, global payments. Uh, and so you stopped using your bank for that and you started using you know some other company for that. You had a you know a better bill pay solution. So you stopped using your bank's bill pay solution and you started using that um, or you stopped putting checks in the mail. You started you know using like accounts payable and, and other products, you know, and uh, and gradually like one of those products was better in terms of on, on its own. But you, all of a sudden, companies ended up with this stack of like 10 things to do like what they were doing before kind of in a simple way. And none of them talk to each other very well. They're all connected by the bank account, but the bank account doesn't talk to anybody. It's just yeah. receptacle for money. 
you have different user permissions, you have different roles, and, and there's no continuity across the system. Uh, it's also incredibly expensive to maintain if you add up all the cost. And so our view is like, look, let's let's simplify that. This stuff started at the bank. It should end at the bank. And the technology is good enough and we can build a team that that is uh, capable enough to be able to uh, build all this in. And when it all works together, it's much better. I love it. Yeah, you gave the history like so, so well. Like there was this giant unbundling because everyone wanted best of breed. QuickBooks was the is the connective tissue still. Yeah. But you had to be integrated with the QuickBooks. And then, and you're right, the bank speak bank systems became kind of like quote unquote dumb systems. They didn't have the functionality you needed. And that's why you went best of breed. But it's the hub. Like that is yeah. it should have been the smartest part of the of the Yeah. System. And what you but it was because there weren't great technologists working or right. the technologists that were doing that, like your point, they were working on merger integration instead of like UI stuff, right? And so Right, I, mean, or trading my, or I worked like in investment banking. My company was bought by Chase, which then merged with JP Morgan all in a three-year period. You know, right. I've lived that. But so, yeah, I think it's really exciting that it can be a, the like what Rose doing is making it the, the bank, the smart hub again and building a lot of this functionality. Because like you and I have talked about this offline, but like there's a lot of complaints about, you know, bill.com or other aspect, other software applications that our clients just don't really want to learn that aren't that intuitive and do cost money. And so building some of this functionality is really, really exciting to accountants, you know? Yeah. I mean, we're, you know, we're really fast moving product team. We try, we obviously have to balance like speed with, with safety because we're in a, an industry where, you know, uh, there's zero tolerance for, for error, but our product continues to evolve like really quickly. And so, you know, companies that are on the platform, I think see, see, see improvements, you know, all the time and, and we're constantly shipping new product. We're really excited for, uh, what we're going to share with our users over the next few months and, uh, and beyond. But yeah, our view is like ultimately all those functions, you know, are going to live in row. And so we, we have a long, a long journey ahead of us so far. It's been, it's been great. And even the, you know, the, the, the things we built today, you know, are already adding tremendous amount of value to our users. What's, what's the customer reaction? Like what, it, like do people stop you and the, when they're, we're coming in or are you doing focus groups or how does like the end user, like the client or the startup founder, how do they react to row? It's really interesting. I mean, I think that it depends on their role because most people are used to like great, great software. Like most, you know, most software applications are, are very good now. Um, whether you're doing task management, team management, stuff like that, like it's, it's pretty good. Like, I mean, engineers and product designers have done a great job over the past 10 years. Right. And then you go to like banking and like finance stack and you generally feels like you're going back in time. But, uh, and so it's really interesting when you show, when we show row to, um, you know, companies and like CEOs, and they're generally like, that looks great. But they generally don't spend that much time managing those tools. Uh, and then we show it to like people that are more finance oriented <laughs> that spend their lives in these tools and they're like blown away. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, oh my God, like I've been waiting for this for so long. And so, you know, that's that's who we talk to. You know, it's, it's unfortunate that that's, that's the bar, but, you know, we're, we're trying to like push way above it. That is, you're describing my situation. Like a, a week ago, I got the, I got to see like kind of behind the curtain, some of the stuff that you're showing off in a month or two. And, uh, I was blown away. I mean, you could probably hear it in my enthusiasm. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, this is stuff that we've wanted for a very long time and you built it. So kudos to you and the team. It's it's super exciting. Thanks. So we, we don't want to break any news here. So you've got some new products going, um, what, like in September or, or excuse me, in October, November, or what's, what's the time? Yeah, yeah we've, we've got some new stuff, but probably by the time this comes out, check our website and we should have some, some really exciting announcements for, uh, you know, for, for everybody out there. I love it. And we've just got a couple more minutes left, so we'll wrap up in a second. But 
you you said you worked at you know macro hedge fund like when you look back on that experience and that pivot are there any any words of encouragement you can give other people who are thinking about doing that pivot to to going to the so, uh, startup world or what any thought? yeah I, you know it's it's always like case specific but from from my perspective like i didn't it didn't feel like a pivot it's like a very especially building a company like as an investor there are a couple things that uh, that I learned from working for some some great investors that really matter. One is like trying to make uh, making excellent like ex ante uh, positive expected value decisions every single day, and like that just accrues. And you know you focus less on the scoreboard. Scoreboard matters. Like the score matters a lot. But you know there's there's things you can control, things you can't control. And if you like try to make the best decisions under the, the scope that you can control, um, ultimately over time like you end up with great outcomes. Yep. You know, the other is is really like you know investing is is problem solving. The great thing about public markets is you have this like constant feedback loop that you can like really you know very quickly if you're right or wrong and yeah. try to understand why. Kind of forces this you know really like discipline like decision making around like reducing com- complex problems into like a couple of simple like things that actually really matter. Because generally, if you're looking at an investment or a business or a, you know or a public market or something like that, there's there's only a couple things that matter. There's a lot of data. But like two or three of them are actually what would really count. And so, you know, those kind of things for me are, are very similar. And so it's what I, you know, do every single day as, uh, you know, as a founder is, you know, you're trying to think about how do you see the world differently than everybody else? And how do you like push that edge and uh, and, and express that opinion in a, in a differentiated way? And, and so that, you know, it's not that different. Um, you know, in general, like nothing is impossible. Like, and I think that's, you know, that's the other thing. I think a lot of, a lot of people feel, you know, siloed or stuck, you know, I've done this for X amount of time and therefore that's all I can do. Uh, and that's just simply not true. It's generally a mindset more than anything else. And so, yeah, like that's, you know, if you're a smart person and I'm most, I'm sure everybody listening to this is, uh, and certainly like people coming from the industry that, that I was in, you know, generally like full of smart people, you just have to start. Like you just put one foot in front of the other and you just keep going. Yeah. I love that. That's really beautiful. And there's one thing I want to add on there, which we were talking about the continuous feedback in the public markets. The cool thing about startups, especially when you hit commercialization where row is, is like you start getting continuous yeah, it's very similar. customers and your team. And so like, it's really reward. I love working with startups like you and it's fun, really rewarding for me. And it's really validating for me to see people like you and the row team changing the world of banking and making our life easier, our client's life easier. And by the way, makes it so much more efficient on a dollar basis. So like some of the money that would have been wasted on like needless software, needless accounting processes can be automated and go back into the pockets of the companies. Yeah, that's right. Spend that money in a, and reinvest that money again, which is really cool. Yeah, I mean, it's like you know, money and time, right? That's what it's all all about. From our perspective, I've, I love the fact that you love our UI, uh, Scott. Yeah, uh, we don't want our companies to be spending you know their days uh, on our UI. Uh, yeah. Like, we want them to be out there doing what what they do best yeah. uh, and putting more of that money back into the business so it can go to what they do best. Yeah. So, you know. What's really empowering for me is like waking up every day and like seeing like the companies that are on row and like what they're doing. And, you know, it's just, it's incredible and it's awesome. And so we're, you know, we're really proud and, and grateful and, and humbled like every day to be, be powering some of like the most, you know, amazing companies uh, out there. I love it. Well, Everett, thanks so much for coming by. Can you tell everyone how they can reach out or how they can become a row customer if they're interested? Yeah. Yeah. So you can go to row, R-H-O 
the H is silent, uh, .co, and, uh, and, and check us out. Like, or drop us an email at bank at rho.co, and uh, we'd love to talk to you. Awesome. I love it. Please give my best to your tech team and all the, all the product managers and all the designers and everyone who makes the whole package work so well. Thanks, Scott. Great being here. All right, buddy. So when your troubles are mounting in tax or accounting, you go to cruise. Founders and friends. It's Cruise Consulting. Founders and friends with your host, Scotty Oh.